I am number 296. What do I think about the hack of Twitch? In general, not a good thing. I cannot fathom how this is going to lead to any good things for the platform or anyone on the platform. For those unaware, like, what was it, like 150 gigs or something of information was taken from Twitch. All their testing of vulnerabilities, the security systems, their basically the, the whole website, people's details, emails, apparently might even be passwords, payment information, payouts. So you haven't changed your password or you don't have two-factor authentication, you should do that. When the information first leaked and people's payment information was put, uh, put out there, or um, the amount that people have been paid, it was off by about a loss. It was like four times what it should have been. And so I tweeted that. I'm like, hey, yeah, this payment stuff I know for a fact is incorrect. And then, but then they fixed it. They fixed it like an hour or two later, so I deleted the tweets. I'm apparently 296th for earnings on the platform. The only thing that was a surprise to me was I thought the people at the top were making more money. A lot of memes came from it that were pretty funny. Even though it keeps saying, or people keep saying it's from August uh, August uh, 2019. I'm pretty sure it goes back further than that. I think it must be, it must, I thought it was September 2018 because it says three years, but I don't know. I mean, it didn't take much for people to figure out how much I was making because I had, well, actually I don't have them. Well, you can only see my sub numbers now in the intro and outro. I mean, for the longest time, I had uh, my subs visible. As in, like, it was obvious on Twitch already who was making a good chunk of money. Like, no one was surprised that Hassan, who has, what, 50,000 subs, is making a decent chunk of money every month, you know? No, I wouldn't say it's simple to find out how much everyone makes, but it's like, who is making a decent amount of money isn't a surprise. The exact number is interesting. And it led to a bunch of jokes. Did Smallens make a joke where he was like, hey, anyone in the top 300 when a collab hit me up? I, I think I saw a tweet saying he was 180. And uh, Soda Pop and tweet out, he was like, man, this is bullshit, man. I'm way higher than 42, man. I'm way richer than this dude. You know? I now have furniture. Worship me. So big news, guys. Big, big news. I now have two pieces of furniture. I have a chest of drawers, like a white chest of drawers, cost me like a hundred bucks, and uh, an, a smaller set of drawers that sits next to my bed, I got for a hundred bucks as well. I'm even buying myself a, uh, a bed frame, moving up in the world. The bed frame that, like, like, I haven't had my bed on the floor this entire time, but I bought myself a bed frame from Amazon, which is just like a black metal thing with no headboard and I can't remember where I read it but it was some post somewhere and it was upvoted like a heap and it was like never trust a guy who doesn't have a headboard on his bed I don't really understand why but I kind of miss having a headboard and whenever I think about the way my bed is set up I think to myself like yeah I should uh I should get a headboard so I bought myself a a new thing to put my mattress on. It's white to match my other furniture and uh, got from Ikea as well. Hopefully it's good. My Diablo 2 sponsored stream. I expected more pushback for the Diablo stream, to be honest, considering uh, Blizzard's current uh, woes. Woes is the wrong word. Um, legal stuff. 
It's fun to play it though. And I hope people actually, because so I was just sponsored to do the stream and they wanted me to as well make a small clip to put on Twitter. I had no idea what I wanted to do for the clip for Twitter. Like it was just meant to be 60 seconds or something. And I'm like, I, I don't know. What, what 60 seconds of that three and a half hour stream am I going to put on Twitter? And so in the process of making the clip, I just made a whole YouTube video. Like, and I find it pretty funny, the video that I made. But I felt really bad making it because the two days I spent making it, I could have spent, you know, working on Passist. Which I have started, but I could be two days ahead on that, you know? I wear two headsets while editing. I am physically here, but mentally I'm not. Look, look what I do with my headset here. You, you can't really see it, can you? I've got a second headset under my ears. This headset is, uh, um, what's it called? Um, bone conducing. The aftershock. I use them in the shower. They work perfectly, but I also use them when I'm working on my uh, PC. When I uh, don't want to take the effort to find a YouTube video or something to listen to in between editing, I'll edit. And then when something's loading, I'll, I'll press the button on my other headset and it will play my audiobook. NFTs are a scam. My thoughts about the NFT stuff, it is so clearly a scam. All of it. Every single skerrick of what NFTs are is a scam. It doesn't mean NFTs can't have some other practical use. And there are practical use of the NFTs, but the whole buying and selling of NFTs and shit, scam. All of it is basically a technique for scummy people to funnel money from desperate people into their wallets. You buy some in the hopes of other people buying some and they having a, a, a random demand of other people wanting to buy it to make money and then it, it just goes on from there. It's, it's a lot of people who are just like buying their own NFTs to inflate the price and then if you buy on they're like, yes, I got, I, I took something that was worth nothing and got this sucker to buy it for two grand. Yeah. It's like the art world, but somehow worse. Because at least art you can put on your wall. And have people be like, oh, you've got that art. Are you in the art scam world? Interesting. Very pretty. I made a shorts channel. I do have a shorts channel now, guys. I made it because people kept re-uploading my clips, making them into shorts, to be in the shorts section of YouTube. Hate it, so I made my own channel. Yeah, so guys, if you see my shorts channel on YouTube, it's just called DarkViperAU hashtag shorts. Uh, feel free to sub to it. Don't leave mean comments like, This is just another channel stealing DarkViperAU's content. Because there's a lot of those. TikTok versus Instagram. So I was looking into uploading my TikToks to Instagram, right? For whatever fucking reason, Instagram has made it so that their Reels, which is their TikTok clone, uh, it's in 4x5 rather than 9x16. So every clip that says like facts and glitches on it, it gets cut off. It's so dumb. Everything about Instagram is bad. I don't understand why people use it. Like, it has like five different sections and they all have different requirements for resolution. You can upload content on one part of Instagram that won't be seen on other parts of Instagram. Why? Like, Instagram is just content that has been taken from the better platforms. Why would you not just use the better platforms? I don't understand. You prefer Instagram over TikTok? Why? Tell me why. 
what what is better about Instagram than TikTok? Because TikTok is focused on one particular resolution with one particular type of content, focused on it, and it was first, it has all the best content. It has all the big creators. It is the first one that everyone uploads to, and like Instagram and whatever, it's like the second consideration. TikTok can be pretty cringe. So my argument with that is TikTok actually has a good algorithm. So if you don't like something, and you scroll away from it, you won't see it again. Anything that you find cringe and do not like, if you use the app for like a week or two, you won't see it anymore. Think Insta is more viewer friendly? How? TikTok is the simplest app ever. You open it and then you scroll and look at shit. Basic features for their t desktop version in terms of uploading, they still don't even have. If you want to upload certain things, you literally can't do it from your desktop to Instagram. And what parts you can, you have to press like F11 and convince the desktop it's a phone. TikTok will just let you upload from the browser. TikTok doesn't have a browser app? No, they, they just have a, a website that you can upload from. TikTok recommendations suck? How good the recommendations are just depends on how long you've been using the app. That's it. True. If it's banned in your country, guess you have no choice. I like that Sora is now in Smash Ultimates. Thoughts on the latest Smash DLC? I love Kingdom Hearts. I like that they put Sora in Kingdom Hearts. I do find it funny that no Disney characters are shown anywhere. Even in the glass panel behind Sora, they removed Donald and Goofy because they couldn't secure the rights. Yeah, they put Sora in Kingdom Hearts, which I think is a good addition. Although, uh, seeing Sora's moves in that he looks like he can do that Bayonetta thing where he like around the screen, maybe he's going to be broken, I don't know. But I don't care because I don't play Smash Ultimate. I should not know as many things as I do about the new release of the character considering I don't play the game, nor do I have any plans to. Does GTA 5 have similar problems to Red Dead Redemption 2? So as you guys may have noticed, I've been using some of my old rambles, many of them unreleased, uh, occasionally re-releasing some of the really early ones. And there was one I was very nervous to release, which is my first statement when I quit Red Dead 2 for the first time. And reading the comments, at least people didn't mess dislike it like they did the first time that footage came out, like the first time I said that stuff, but like, do, do people not understand that Red Dead 2 is twice the length of GTA 5? Thus, any issue that could be even slightly comparable between the games is exacerbated to a great degree because the additional double the time you have to spend dealing with those issues. Anything in GTA 5 that seems to not make sense or not be very realistic doesn't matter as much because it's not a realistic game. It doesn't pretend to be. It's meant to be crazy gunfights and all that stuff and just weird shit happening. Where Red Dead 2 was packaged as a realistic game. So any issue that I brought up with Red Dead 2, if you want to make the argument it could be said to be an issue with GTA 5, I would disagree largely for the two reasons that it's a lot shorter and what it's trying to achieve is very different. The destructive nature of massively multiplayer online games. I should play Genshin Impact. So, there's nothing about Genshin Impact that really appeals to me. And just the thought 
of its gacha opening shits to get characters and stuff, that that enough is enough reason for me to avoid it. Like, if I was gonna play an MMO, I'd just play New World. Like, MMOs are for people who have a lot of free time and just want something to do, you know? Like, when I look back at all the time I spent playing MMOs, uh, I consider it a complete waste of time. MMOs are... They give you the feeling of achieving stuff without actually you achieving anything, you know? So normally, to get the same kind of feelings that you get from an MMO, you'd have to, like, work or develop a skill or create something in life or go out somewhere or whatever. But with an MMO, you pay 10 bucks a month if they have a recurring fee and you can get that feeling from leveling up or beating a boss or something. But of course, everything you do in life doesn't necessarily have to be productive. It doesn't necessarily have to have some material benefit for your actual life. But at the same time, like, if you want to be really good at MMOs, like get to the high upper echelons or whatever, you, you are taking like a hit to your well-being in real life. Because you have to dedicate like a lot of the time in life that you could have could have been doing something productive to the game. Like with every other game, you can kind of just like jump in every once in a while. You know, you gotta play a single player story game, you just come back to it every once in a while. But with an MMO, it's, it can become like a second job. If you want to be competitive and be optimal, you gotta, you gotta put in a certain amount of time every day, irrespective of whether or not you should be spending that time doing something else, you know? You can now submit locations to GTA Guessr. Did you guys know you can now submit locations to GTA Guesser? They'll be checked by the dudes, but um, make it easy for them. If you guys got some uh, spare time and want to help out the dudes, feel free. How do you submit them? It's on the website. I wonder if he put the ability for um for the viewer for the submitter to rank them in terms of difficulty. How was the games against Pelican? Oh, they were good. Uh, the episode should come out soon. Sooner or later. My actual GeoGuessr video is great. Have I tried the actual GeoGuessr? The video of me playing the actual GeoGuessr is a very funny video that unfortunately got demonetized because I said fuck like 17 times in the first 30 seconds. Or was it because I said the C word? I, I don't comment, but it got demonetized and it didn't really get a lot of traction. If, if you haven't seen the video, uh, it's, it's quite funny. It, it spawned a handful of memes that stuck around for a while too, but it's very old footage, like 2016-2017 footage. YouTube's becoming more lenient apparently that you can say fuck or bitch or whatever in the first 30 seconds without it uh, causing issues. Because YouTube is like any company where it gets slapped on the wrist, which is the apocalypse, and so they become conservative, they move back way far away from the the border of what's acceptable, they just move way away from it. But over time, they push boundaries, they see how much they can get away with, how much more can they monetize without anyone having an issue, right? And it slowly expands into more and more and more risque content, more and more potentially socially not acceptable content, um, until it's on the very border of what's acceptable, and then it fucks up once or twice. There's a huge kerfuffle, and then they have to bring everything back again, you know? Every company wants to be on the, the very border of what they can get away with, right? And YouTube is no different. 
they want to maximize those profits and maximizing profits for YouTubers, putting ads on literally as much as they can get away with. Facebook warping minds. I wonder what it would feel like to have parents who uh, get their brains warped by uh, Facebook and all the misinformation on there. Like me and my mother have never really seen eye to eye on um, politics. But um, we don't talk about it all that much. But because my mother, she works um, in corrections, as in like she works in the um, prison system, not in prisons, but like the the managerial side of it. Like, cause they, they have medical professionals and stuff who like explain everything related to COVID and like even early on why it spread, how it spread, da da da. Unlike, you know, the average parents, they're gonna be, my mother's very informed, you know. She's probably more knowledgeable. Oh no, she certainly is. She's more knowledgeable at any given time as to what is happening in regards to the response to the virus than I am, you know. Not that we really discuss it, but She'll always send me messages like, Oh, so this is when the lockdown's ending, Matt, or, Oh, there's restrictions, no. But I'm always just in my house, so I don't... I don't care all that much. Like in the actual day-to-day -day changes. When will COVID go away? How many months do I think until COVID's over? It'll never be over now. As everyone said at the beginning, there was a... So, it's a virus, so it spreads with human contact. There was a time, early on, where had people just sufficiently distanced and believed it was a sufficient issue to distance uh it would have just died out because it wouldn't have connected with enough people to uh continue to spread but enough people didn't take it seriously enough people downplayed it called it the flu that uh it spread enough and now it's spread enough that it's never going to go away it's just going to um come back in waves similar to the flu as with the flu it's going to be uh, there'll be vaccines against it continuously. Like, there's a bunch of things that people take yearly vaccines for or whatever, and it's probably gonna end up being that way. But once everyone's sufficiently vaxxed and, uh, or they've had it, I mean, it's already less deadly because of the vaccines, so. It would, it would just be manageable. It, the main thing now is just getting it to the point where there aren't so many people being hospitalized that, uh, the hospitals and stuff are overwhelmed. Just to clarify, obviously there isn't one coronavirus. Coronavirus is a large family of viruses that just cause issues with your respiratory system. Uh, there are some coronaviruses that do cause some of the common cold, apparently. I just mean that, you know, the SARS-CoV-2 or what have you will now be with us in our just general amount of viruses that we deal with every year. But it seems more to me that the, the main problem was just how many people didn't believe at all. The, the wider narrative of this isn't a problem, this is fake news, this is the flu, that's what sunk everyone, you know? The origin of COVID. The only person that I know of that has kind of condensed the actual papers looking at the virus and its uh, how it's formed uh, is Potholer54. And according to his reading of the medical text, the way that the virus is constructed is not suggestive that it's man-made. As in, the arguments that I've heard as to why people think it is potentially man-made seem very dumb to me. These are two videos that I highly recommend to watch about this topic. Potholder basically just takes claims from the internet and then looks for their source. It looks something like this. And Charles Boutal seems to have accurately relayed what Tao Pan reported, just leaving out the dates. 
The Radio France Internationale reporter then seems to have mangled these different elements of Charbotel's post and embellished them. He turns a single researcher into several. He merges the separate incidents of bat blood and bat urine into a single incident, and then he moves the scene of the action from the caves of Hubei province into something called the Wuhan Virology Lab. But there's no such place, of course. He's conflated two separate institutes into one. Matthew Tai then adds an embellishment of his own. Instead of these non-existent lab workers not being infected, he claims they were infected. As I said, over two million people have seen this video, and of course lots of bloggers and commentators have copied Matthew Tai's version of Radio France's version, of Chalbotel's version, of Tao Pan's version of the story. It's basically that for 40 minutes. It's very interesting to see how the Chinese whispers of the internet can create different claims. Natural viruses and lab-engineered viruses are completely different. Because when researchers are bioengineering a virus, they usually don't build the entire thing from scratch. What they're interested in is the business end of the virus, called the spike proteins. They house the receptor-binding domain, the RBD, where the virus attaches itself to the host cell, and the cleavage sites where it breaks in and enters the cell. So except in exceptional circumstances, they build the spike proteins onto the structure of an existing infectious virus. I suppose the best analogy is graffiti artists. They usually don't spend lots of time and money building an entire wall from scratch in order to spray paint their art. They find an existing wall and use that. When researchers at the Scripps Institute examined the genetic makeup of the new coronavirus, they discovered that the whole thing was new. Not only that, there was clear evidence that the virus had evolved. It had genetic sequences that could only be obtained in the presence of a complete immune system. Battle scars, if you like, showing that it had been forced to evolve by adapting and trying to overcome immune responses. You don't get that by artificially growing a virus in the presence of isolated cells. The Scripps Institute researchers published their findings in Nature Medicine, with the clear conclusion that it wasn't a laboratory construct. One of the researchers told Science Daily, These two features of the virus, the mutations in the RBD portion of the spike protein and its distinct backbone, rules out laboratory manipulation as a potential origin for SARS-CoV-2. I, I am not a person who's an expert in the in how viruses are formed and their construction or whatever, what, what aspects of it can be viewed as potentially man-made or not. Um, but... According to the wider medical community, it there is not sufficient evidence to suggest that it was man-made. Because apparently, viruses that are man-made can be at least somewhat readily distinguished from those that are not. It's the problem. Like, in all these areas of discourse, you and I, we don't know anything about it. And we just end up gravitating towards people that we think we can trust on the issue. Because it's not like we're going to have the time to get ourselves a medical degree. <laughs> or, um... Or sit there and read like a, a, a couple of dozen medical published papers or whatever, especially considering that without sufficient foundational knowledge, you wouldn't understand the papers anyway. It's just nothing I've heard that the average person seems to, to, to latch to, to suggest that uh, there's a chance of this being man-made, has made any sense to me. It's all being conspiratorial nonsense that seems to per perfectly match our tendencies to connect random things to make a pattern, you know? When all you have is Facebook memes. The funniest thing that 
has become a tendency since the rise of social media. People be like, I don't trust anything any one of my government says I got better sources of information. Uh, uh, Pussy Licker 45 from Tennessee, he, he got that, he got that good information, man, he drives trucks for a living, man. I don't believe that there immunologist, sure he got like that 30, 30 years of experience in his field, but he worked for that there government, he didn't know what the fuck he talking about, man. Ain't no government is 100% honest, right, but uh, it doesn't mean every single thing that comes out of your government is necessarily false. It's a scary thing where people say like, I don't trust the media, and you're like, well, where do you get your information from? And it's like, memes on Facebook. You know, I don't trust medical professionals, but, but medical professionals are the only people who have the capability to study the virus at all, who have enough background information to, to study anything related to this. So how could you ever get information about anything related to, to the topic without having at least some reliance on people who actually have a background in the field? And you look where they get the information, and it's just memes on Facebook. When you lack any ability to, to suss out fact from fiction, to at least some degree, in what you're reading, what you end up doing is just wholesale writing off, like, entire aspects of discourse. And then you're left with these fringe weirdos on the internet that know nothing, but they're the only people you can listen to, because they're the only people that you haven't just wholesale said no, can't listen to them. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel, it costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.